Hello, and welcome to All Things Plantagenet. My name is Donnie Hazel, and I am your host. To all of my original listeners, welcome back. To those new to the show, welcome. I am a storytelling historian with a great love for the Plantagenet dynasty, as I am a direct descendant to Geoffrey of Anjou via my paternal line on my grandmother Carter's side. I descend through Diana Skipwith, daughter of Sir Henry Skipwith and Amy Kemp. Diana married Captain Thomas Carter. They immigrated to the Americas in 1650s, settling in Barford in Lancaster County, Virginia. So with that said, please like and download the show as it helps other listeners learn about the show. If you wish to support this podcast, there is a link for you to do so, and it would be much appreciated as it would help with costs of maintaining the website www.allthingsplantagenet.com where you can find the podcast as well as extra items for each episode you can read or download. You can also find great books and videos for sale as well. Feel free to also visit our Facebook page. A link is provided as well on the website. Okay, on to the episode. The most noble order of the Garter, founded in 1348, is the highest order of chivalry and the third most prestigious honor in England and the United Kingdom. It is dedicated to the image and arms of St. George, England's patron saint. It is awarded at the sovereign's pleasure as a personal gift on recipients from the United Kingdom and other Commonwealth realms. Membership of the order is limited to the sovereign, the Prince of Wales, and no more than 24 members, or companions. The order also includes supernumerary knights and ladies. New appointments to the Order of the Garter are always announced on St. George's Day, as St. George is the Order's patron saint. The Order's emblem is a garter with the motto Honi Swark e Mal Y Pants in gold lettering. Members of the Order wear it on ceremonial occasions. History King Edward III founded the Order of the Garter around the time of his claim to the French throne. The year is usually presumed to be 1348, however, the complete peerage under the founders of the Order of the Garter states the Order was first instituted on 23 April 1344, listing each founding member as knighted in 1344. The list includes Sir Sanchez de Bridgecourt, who died on 20 October 1345. Other dates from 1344 to 1351 have also been proposed. The King's Wardrobe account shows garter habits first issued in the autumn of 1348. Also, its original statutes required that each member of the order already be a knight and some of the initial members listed were only knighted that year. The earliest written mention of the order is found in Tarrant Loblanche, a chivalric romance written in Catalan mainly by Valenciane Joe not Martorell. It was first published in 1490. This book devotes a chapter to the description of the origin of the Order of the Garter. List of Founder Knights At the time of its foundation, the Order consisted of King Edward III together with 25 Founder Knights, listed in ascending order of stall number in St. George's Chapel, King Edward III. 
Edward, the Black Prince, Prince of Wales, Henry of Grossmont, Earl of Lancaster, Thomas, Earl of Warwick, Jean de Grailly, Capital de Buck, Ralph, Lord Stafford, William, Earl of Salisbury, Roger, Earl of March, John, Lord Lyle, Bartholomew, Lord Burgish, John, Lord Beecham, John, Lord Moen, Sir Hugh de Courtney, Thomas, Earl of Kent, John, Lord Grey de Rotherfield, Sir Richard Fitzsimon, Sir Miles Stapleton, Sir Thomas Whale, Sir Hugh Rusley, Sir Nelly Loring, Sir John Chandos, Sir James Audley, Sir Otho Holland, Sir Henry E.A.M., Sir Sanchet de Bridgecourt, Sir Walter Paveley, they are all depicted in individual portraits in the Bruges Garter book made c. 1431. Legendary origins Various legends account for the origin of the order. The most popular legend involves the Countess of Salisbury, whose garter is said to have slipped from her leg while she was dancing at a court ball at Calais. When the surrounding courtiers sniggered, the king picked it up and returned it to her, exclaiming, Honey swark ye mal y pants. The phrase that has become the motto of the order, according to another legend, King Richard I was inspired in the 12th century by St. George the Martyr while fighting in the Crusades to tie garters around the legs of his knights, who subsequently won the battle. King Edward supposedly recalled the event in the 14th century when he founded the order. This story is recounted in a letter to the annual register in 1774 in Rastel's Chronicle I. Vi. Under the life of Edward III is the following curious passage. About the 19th year of this king, he made a solemn feast at Windsor and a great justs and tournament, where he devised and perfited substantial Eagerly, the order of the neaties of the garter, how be it's the me that this order began fierced by Kinch Richard, Cure de Leon, at the seeger of the city of Acres, where, in his great necessite, there were but twenty-six neaties that firmly and surely abode by the Kinch, where he caused all them to wear thunges of blue leather about their leggers, and afterward they were called the neaties of the blue thong. I am obliged for this passage to John Fenn, E.S.Q., a curious and ingenious gentleman of East Durham in Norfolk, who is in possession of the most rare book whence it is taken. Hence some affirm that the origin of the garter is to be dated from Richard I asterisk and that it owes its pomp and splendor to Edward III. Asterisk Winstonley, in his Life of Edward III says that the original book of the institution deduces the invention from King Richard I. The motto in fact refers to Edward's claim to the French throne, and the Order of the Garter was created to help pursue this claim. The use of the garter as an emblem may have derived from straps used to fasten armor. Medieval scholars have pointed to a connection between the Order of the Garter and the Middle English poem Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. In Gawain, a girdle, very similar in its erotic undertones to the garter, plays a prominent role. A rough version of the Order's motto also appears in the text. It translates from Old French as, A cursed be a cowardly and covetous heart. While the author of that poem remains disputed, there seems to be a connection between two of the top candidates and the order of the garter.
Scholar J.P. Oakton has suggested that it is someone related to John of Gaunt, first Duke of Lancaster, and, more importantly, a member of the Order. Another competing theory is that the work was written for Enguerrand de Cousy, seventh sire de Cousy. The sire de Cousy was married to King Edward III's daughter, Isabella, and was given admittance to the Order of the Garter on the wedding day. Ladies' companion of the Garter soon after the the founding of the order, women were appointed ladies of the garter, but were not made companions. King Henry VII discontinued the practice in 1488. His mother, Margaret Beaufort, was the last lady of the garter before Queen Alexandra. Except for female sovereigns, the next lady of the garter named was Queen Alexandra, by her husband King Edward VII. King George V also made his consort, Queen Mary a lady of the garter and King George VI subsequently did the same for his wife, Queen Elizabeth. Throughout the 20th century, women continued to be associated with the order, but except for foreign female monarchs, they were not made companions. In 1987, however, it became possible to install ladies' companion of the garter under a statute of Queen Elizabeth II. Order. Members. Membership in the order is strictly limited and includes the monarch the Prince of Wales, not more than 24 companion members, and various supernumerary members. The monarch alone can grant membership. He or she is known as the Sovereign of the Garter, and the Prince of Wales is known as a Royal Knight Companion of the Garter. Male members of the Order are titled Knight's Companion, and female members are called Ladies' Companion. Formerly, the Sovereign filled vacancies upon the nomination of the members. Each member would nominate nine candidates, of whom three had to have the rank of Earl Ahire, three the rank of Baron Ahire, and three the rank of Knight Ahire. The Sovereign would choose as many nominees as were necessary to fill any vacancies in the order. He or she was not obliged to choose those who received the most nominations. Candidates were last nominated in 1860, and appointments have since been made by the Sovereign acting alone, with no prior nominations. The statutes prescribing the former procedure were not amended, however, until 1953. For the 18th century, the sovereign made his or her choices on the advice of the government. In 1946, with the agreement of the Prime Minister Clement Attlee and the leader of the opposition Winston Churchill, membership of the United Kingdom's highest-ranking orders of chivalry became a personal gift of the sovereign once again. Thus, the sovereign personally selects knights and ladies' companion of the garter, and need not act on a solicit the advice of his or her government, supernumerary members in addition. The order includes supernumerary members, who do not count towards the limit of 24 companions. Several supernumerary members, known as Royal Knights and Ladies of the Garter, belong to the royal family. These titles were introduced in 1786 by King George III so that his many sons would not count towards the limit on the number of companions. He created the Statute of Supernumerary Members in 1805.
1865 so that any descendant of King George II could be installed as such a member. In 1831, this statute was extended again to include all descendants of King George I, with the installation of Emperor Alexander I of Russia in 1813. Supernumerary membership was extended to foreign monarchs, who were known as stranger knights and ladies of the garter. Each such installation originally required the enactment of a statute, however, a 1954 statute authorizes the regular admission of stranger knights and ladies without further special enactments. In lesser orders of chivalry, such foreign members would be regarded as having received honorary knighthoods. Traditionally, reigning European monarchs are admitted to the order as strangers. Constantine II, King of the Hellenes, neither in his short reign nor since he was deposed in 1973, has succeeded his father Paul of Greece as a member of the order. Similarly, Albert II, King of the Belgians and his son and successor Philippe the only Belgian monarchs to date not to have been admitted to the order. For a time, both Juliana, Queen of the Netherlands and her successor, Queen Beatrix were concurrently members of the Order of Stranger Ladies of the Garter. Akahito, Emperor of Japan is the only non-European monarch and likely the only non-Christian who is currently a member of the Order. He is the fourth Emperor of Japan to be a Stranger Knight. The first non-Christian ruler to be admitted to the Order was Abdum Sadai, Sultan of the Ottoman Empire, in 1856 as a Stranger Knight. The first, and to date only, member of the Order from South America was Pedro II, Emperor of Brazil, created a Stranger Knight in 1871. He was a member of the House of Braganza, the ruling house of Portugal and Brazil. The first member of the order admitted from Asia was Nasser al-Din Shah Qayyar, King of Persia, created a stranger knight in 1873. His immediate successor was also admitted to the order in 1903, to be followed by the Meiji, Emperor of Japan in 1906. The first, and to date only, member of the order from Africa was Haile Selassie, Emperor of Ethiopia, created a stranger knight in 1954. The first knight from Australasia or Oceania was Richard Gardner Casey, Baron Casey, an Australian politician diplomat and the 16th Governor-General of Australia, created a Knight Companion in 1969. Subsequently, two more Australians, Sir Paul Hasluck and Sir Ninian Stephen, were appointed. Three New Zealanders have been appointed, Charles, Lord Elworthy, Sir Keith Holyoke, and Sir Edmund Hillary. There have been no appointments from North America. Dot. Degradation of members The sovereign may degrade members who have committed very serious crimes, such as treason of fleeing the battlefield, or those who have taken up arms against the sovereign. For the late 15th century, there was a formal ceremony of degradation, in which Garter King of Arms, accompanied by the rest of the heralds, proceeded to St. George's Chapel, while the Garter King of Arms read out aloud the instrument of degradation, a herald climbed up a ladder and removed the former knight's banner. 
crest, helm, and sword, throwing them down into the choir. Then the rest of the heralds kicked them down the length of the chapel out of the doors, and into the castle ditch. The last such formal degradation was that of James, Duke of Ormond in 1716. During the First World War, two royal knights and six stranger knights, all monarchs are princes of enemy nations and including Wilhelm II, German Emperor and Franz Joseph, Emperor of Austria were struck off the roll of the order or had their appointments annulled in 1915. The banner of Victor Emmanuel III of Italy was also removed from the chapel after Italy entered World War II against the United Kingdom and her allies. The banner of Emperor Hirohito of Japan was removed from St. George's Chapel when Japan entered World War II in 1941, but that banner and the Japanese monarch's knighthood were restored by Elizabeth II in 1971, at which time he made a state visit to the United Kingdom. The emperor was particularly pleased by the restoration of his banner as a Knight of the Garter. Officers The order has six officers, the prelate, the chancellor, the register, the garter, principal king of arms, the usher, and the secretary. The offices of prelate, register, and usher were created on the order's establishment, those of garter, principal king of arms and chancellor, in the 15th century, and that of secretary, in the 20th century. The office of prelate is held by the Bishop of Winchester, traditionally one of the senior senior bishops of the Church of England. The office of Chancellor is now held by one of the Companions of the Order. For most of its existence, the Bishop of Salisbury has held the office, although Layman held it from 1553 to 1671. In 1837, after boundary changes made Windsor Castle fall in the Diocese of Oxford, the Chancellorship was transferred to the Bishop of Oxford. A century later, the Bishop of Salisbury challenged this transfer, on the grounds that the Chancellorship had been attached to his office regardless of the diocese in which the chapel of the order lay, and that, in any event, St. George's Chapel, as a royal peculiar, was not under diocese and jurisdiction. The office of Chancellor was removed from the Bishop of Oxford, and so it was withheld from his successor, Kenneth Kirk, and has since been held by one of the Knight's Companion. Since 1937, the following members have held the post of Chancellor, William, Duke of Portland, Edward, Earl of Halifax, Robert Marquess of Salisbury, Charles, Viscount Cobham, John, Marquesses of Abergavenny, Peter, Lord Carrington, James, Duke of Abercorn. The office of Register has been held by the Dean of Windsor since 1558. The Garter Principal King of Arms is ex officio the senior officer of the College of Arms, and is usually appointed from among the other officers of arms at the college. As the title suggests, Garter Principal King of Arms has specific duties as the Order's Officer of Arms, attending to the Companions' crests and banners of arms, which are exhibited in the chapel. The Secretary, who acts as Deputy to Garter in the ceremonial aspect, 
aspects of the order, has since 1952 also been selected from the other officers of the College of Arms. The office of usher is held by the Gentleman Usher of the Black Rod, who is also the Sergeant-at-Arms of the United Kingdom House of Lords. Military Knights of Windsor at the founding of the Order of the Garter, 26, poor knights were appointed and attached to the Order and its chapel. This number was not always maintained, and by the 17th century, there were only 13 such knights. King Charles II increased the number to 18 after his coronation in 1660. After the knights objected to being termed poor, King William IV redesignated them in the 19th century as the military knights of Windsor. The poor knights were impoverished military veterans, are required to pray daily for the knight's companion. In return, they received a salary and lodging in Windsor Castle. The knights are no longer necessarily poor, but are still military pensioners. They participate in the orders, processions, escorting the members, and in the chapel services. However, they are not considered members of the order. The poor knights originally wore red mantles, each of which bore St. George's cross, but did not depict the garter. Queen Elizabeth I replaced the mantles in the 16th and 17th centuries with blue and purple gowns. But the red mantles returned in the 17th century under King Charles I. When the knights were renamed, the mantles were abandoned. The military knights now wear the old military uniform of an army officer on the unattached list. Black trousers with red stripe, a red double-breasted swallow-tailed coat, gold epaulets and brushes, a cocked hat with a plume, and a sword on a white sash. Habit and insignia, members, orders ceremonial occasions for the orders ceremonial occasions, such as the annual garter day. The members wear elaborate vestments and accoutrements, which include, the mantle is a vestment a robe worn by members since the 15th century, once made of wool, by the 16th century it was made of velvet. The mantle was originally purple, but varied during the 17th and 18th century is between celestial blue, pale blue, royal blue, dark blue, violet, and ultramarine. Mantles are now dark blue and lined with white taffeta. The mantles of the Sovereign, the Prince of Wales, and royal knights and ladies end in trains. The heraldic shield of St. George's cross encircled by the garter is sewn onto the left shoulder of the mantle, but the sovereign's mantle instead has the star of the order. Attached to the mantle over the right shoulder are a dark red velvet hood and surcoat, which have lost all function over time and appear to the modern observer simply as a splash of color. The hat is a Tudor bonnet of black velvet with a plume of white ostrich and black heron feathers. The collar is an accessory worn around the neck over the mantle and secured with white ribbons tied in bows on the shoulders. Like the mantle, it was introduced in the 15th and 16th centuries. 
made of pure gold, it weighs 30 troy ounces. The collar is composed of gold knots alternating with enameled medallions showing a rose encircled by the garter. During King Henry VII's reign, each garter surrounded two roses, one red and one white, but he changed the design such that each garter encircled the Tudor rose. The George, which is worn suspended from the collar, is a colorfully enameled three-dimensional figure of Saint George the Martyr on horseback slaying a dragon. The garter is worn on ceremonial occasions around the left calf by knights and around the left arm by ladies, and is depicted on several insignia. The garter is a buckled dark blue velvet strap, and bears the motto in gold letters. The garters of stranger knights and ladies were one set with several jewels. Two styles have been used. One is a working garter where the end slips through the buckle and then is tucked in a specific way and the other style is a pre-made one that has the buckled and tucked end pre-fashioned and is fastened with a clip attachment. Dot. Up until the middle part of the 20th century, it was customary to wear a Tudor-style underdress, consisting of white silk-embroidered doublet, breeches, full hose, white doe-skin pumps with satin bows and a sword belt with sword under the robes. Nowadays, morning dress or a lounge suit is worn, except for coronations when Tudor underdress is worn by the canopy bearers. Other occasions on other occasions when decorations are worn, the members wear simply insignia. The collar is worn on designated collar days over military uniform or morning dress by members attending formal events. The collar is fastened to the shoulders with silk ribbons. Since the collar signifies the order of the garter, members can then wear the reband of any other order to which they belong. The collar is only worn at specific occasions that warrant it. The star, which is worn pinned to the left breast, was introduced in the 17th century by King Charles I and is a colorfully enameled depiction of the heraldic shield of Saint George's cross encircled by the garter, which is itself encircled by an eight-point silver badge. Each point is depicted as a cluster of rays, with the four points of the cardinal direction longer than the intermediate ones. The stars of stranger knights and ladies were one set with several jewels. Since the Order of the Garter is the senior order of the United Kingdom, a member will wear its star above the others that he or she holds. The reband is a four-inch wide sash worn over the left shoulder, or pinned beneath it to the right hip, and was introduced in the 17th century by King Charles I. The reband's color has varied over the years. It was originally light blue, but was a dark shade under the Hanoverian monarchs. In 1950, the color was fixed as Kingfisher Blue. A member will wear only one reband, even if he or she belongs to several orders. The reband is not used when the collar is worn. The badge is worn suspended from a small gold link from the reband at the right hip, and is sometimes known as the Lesser George. Like the Great George, the badge shows St. George the Martyr on horseback slaying a dragon, but it is flatter and gold. In earlier times, the badge was worn from a ribbon tied around the neck. Dot. 
On the death of a member, the lesser Georgian Brest Stara returned personally to the sovereign by the former member's nearest male relative, and the other insignia to the central chancery of the orders of knighthood, save the reband, mantle and hat. Offices for ceremonial occasions of the order, the officers wear the following garments and accessories. The mantles for the prelate and chancellor are dark blue like those of the members, but the mantles for the other officers are dark red. All mantles are embroidered with the heraldic shield of St. George's Cross. For garter ceremonies, garter principal king of arms wears this red mantle rather than the tabard of the royal arms worn for other state ceremonial occasions. Officers wear badges of office suspended from a chain worn around the neck. The badge for the prelate shows the less Georgia encircled by the garter, which is surmounted by a bishop's mitre. The badge for the chancellor is a rose encircled by the garter. The badge for the register is two cross quills over a book encircled by the garter surmounted by a crown. The badge for garter principal king of arms is the royal arms impaled with St. George's cross encircled by the garter and surmounted by a crown. The badge for the usher is a knot encircled by the garter and surmounted by a crown. The badge for the secretary shows two cross quills in front of a rose and encircled by the garter surmounted by a crown. Dot. The chancellor carries a purse, which is embroidered with the royal arms impaled by the cross of St. George. The purse contains the seal of the order. Garter principal king of arms carries his baton of office. The usher carries his staff of office, the black rod, heraldry. Heraldry plays an important role in the order of the garter. This is reflected in the fact that the order has its own king of arms. The position of garter king of arms has existed since 1415. The incumbent of this office ranks as the senior officer of arms at the College of Arms. The heraldic authority with jurisdiction over England, Wales and Northern Ireland. Achievements in the heraldic achievements Members of the Order of the Garter may encircle their escutcheon with the garter. Knights and ladies' companion are also entitled to receive heraldic supporters, a privilege granted to few other private individuals. While some families claim supporters by ancient use, and others have been granted them as a special reward, only members of the royal family, peers, knights and ladies companion of the garter, knights and ladies of the thistle, and knights and dames grand cross of the junior orders of chivalry are automatically entitled to them. Banners during the lifetime, all members of the order of the garter are entitled to display the heraldic crests and banners in St. George's Chapel, Windsor. While the garter stool plates stay in the chapel permanently, the crests and banners of deceased knights are, following presentation at the high altar, removed from the chapel. Sometimes they are then given to institutions that were connected with the late knight, or kept privately depending on family wishes. Stall plates Garter stall plates are small enameled and engraved brass plates located in St. George's Chapel as memorials to Knights of the Garter. They are inscribed with the knight's name, and generally with his titles, offices, and motto.
In most cases his heraldic achievement is depicted. Gallery. Dot 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 dot.